All right, good morning to everybody, and welcome to Healing School today. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We praise you. We look to you. We honor you today for your glorious power, your excellent greatness. You are the healing one, and we thank you in the name of Jesus. And, oh, God, as we praise you this day, you are with us. And your will for everyone in this healing school to be healed today. In Jesus' name. So we pray that they take it, they receive today in Jesus' name. And we praise you for it now. Amen. 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 Praise God. All right. Good morning, Helen. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. God is good, and his word is needful. And his word is needful every single day of the world. Yes, it is. Let's go to... Matthew chapter 10. And I want you guys to see one verse there. Matthew chapter 10. So many people ask all the time, how do you say, I'm not going to let you die? Should you be saying that? Or should God be saying that? Well, he did. But you know what? <clears throat> he told me to say it too. Amen. And since I've been saying it, you know what's been happening? <clears throat> People have been living and not dying. Are okay. you getting what I'm saying to you? Okay, yeah. Now, let's look at this. See, many people say a lot of things. But if the word of God does not support it, if, if you can't find it in the word of God, it won't work. Because if you can't find it in the word, there's no faith for it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. Uh, in the King James. Matthew 10 and 1 in the King James says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Praise God. Now, did y'all catch that? Mm -hmm. Pay attention to words. Amen. He gave them. What did he give them? He gave power. them power to do what? Against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and manner of all manner of disease. 
People ask all the time. Or should I say they say all the time. Man, I would never say that. I would never tell nobody, I'm not going to let them die. You see where I get it from now? Mm -hmm. Don't let nobody tell you God is the only one who can heal somebody. That's not true. You just read it in the scripture that that's not true. If you are born again, if you are saved today, you are a disciple of the Lord. Notice what it said. He gave you. He gave you what? The power. To cast out demons. That's unclean spirits. And to heal what? All manner of sickness and disease. He gave it to you. Do y'all see that? Yes. Now Satan have a way of backing you up. With religion and tradition. Well, can't nobody heal but God. But that's not what the scripture here just said. How many of y'all see that? All right. No, that's not what it said. What do you say, Helen? I say that it's so powerful. You know, uh, God has given us a mandate, and that is never to say anything that Without showing it in the word of God. And, and, that's right. and, and, and I love that that's what our ministry is based on. The foundation is the word of God because he said that he works with his word. And that's what we're looking for. The signs that follow. He, he works with his word and we have so many testimonies. Of people who's, who've been healed, not by Larry and Helen, but by acting upon the word of God. Where there is no word, there is no foundational truth for us to base our faith on. And so this is a foundational truth. He gave them power against unclean spirits. You know, that's a, that's a key word right there. Many times we overlook certain words in, in the passages in the scripture because maybe it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, commute, it doesn't resonate, it doesn't have any kind of, uh, uh, foundation for us to grab a hold to. But unclean spirits, when we get an understanding, and that's what God has given us for the year 2020, abundance, and spiritual understanding. So looking at that word, those words right there, unclean spirits. Why would you see unclean spirits in the same postures where we're talking about healing? Well, when you begin to study, when you begin to take a deeper look at uh, sickness and, and the origin of it, it comes from unclean spirits. Yes, it does. And, and, and so he said, we, we have the power to cast those out. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you're dealing with your, when we're dealing with healing, healing is the, healing is the, is the manifestation that we're believing for, that we want to see 
But you sometimes have to deal, not to pay attention to words now, sometimes you have to deal with an unclean spirit. Yes. Because they are there and they're holding those conditions in place. And, and many times we overlook it because we can't see it. We can't see into the spirit realm. Sometimes it's impossible to know that it's there until the Spirit of God gives us what? A look into that realm and we can see it. And so he said, I give you power against unclean spirits to what? To cast them out. That's what he said. But see, sometimes, like you said, uh, Apostle, we get so caught up in traditional rhetoric. You know, mm -hmm. when you speak, when you, when you start talking about a spirit, oh my God, spirits, they're talking about spirits. Well, the Bible deals a lot with spirits. And it's not for us to be afraid of. It's, it's for us to be what? In control of. It's for us to be in the knowledge of it. It's for us to have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of it. So we can what? We can know how to deal with it. So he said, you, you cast go. them out. You cast them out. You cast them yeah. out. You cast them out. And when you get rid of that, and, and I'm going to say this, I want to say this again. Not all sicknesses are related to unclean spirits. That's right. Most of them are, but not all. And so that's he's correct. saying here, and that's what I picked up on when you asked me, what did I get from this passage? That's what I, I zeroed in on. You got to cast them out. Don't be afraid of unclean spirits. Don't be afraid of any kind of spirit. You have the power. See, this is what he's saying. I gave you. Well, you said, no, that's us. That's his disciples. Well, who are you? That's you right. Are his, you are his disciples. Yes, you are. The minute you received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and I'd like to think that each of you that are listening to us out there, you are saved. And if you are not, that's okay. We can take care of that today as well. But if you are a born-again believer, and you have received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior at some point at any time in your life. Well, you are a disciple. You are a disciple of Jesus. And your calling is to help others. That's right. And because you have that calling on your life, you say, I'm called. Yes, you are. And that's why Satan's trying to make you sick. That's why he's trying to put sickness and disease upon you to keep you from fulfilling the call of God on your life. He wants us well. He wants us healthy. He wants us rich. He wants us prosperous. He wants us walking in love. And so we need to make sure that we're paying attention to all the words in this passage. That's right. It is so important to understand and to not stay in the condition where you are, but get knowledge about what you are facing. Get some knowledge about it. Mm -hmm. See, many people just go for healing. 
when you go for healing, you're going to need to be healed again. Hmm. Why? People who just go for healing are toddlers, spiritually speaking. They're babies. They are adolescents. In the scriptures say, healing is the children's bread. Did you catch that? Yes. Healing is the children's bread. What's the understanding here? Don't stay a child. Grow up spiritually. The Bible said grow into him. How do you do that? You grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Find out what God said. And activate your faith by doing it. Are, are mm. you catching this this morning? Mm -hmm. Activate your faith by doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, don't let nobody tell you, well, you know, can't nobody heal but Jesus. You found out different already. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And let's look at verse 17 and 18. Which version do you want? Uh, King James is good. And let me put this to everybody. Whatever version you are looking at is okay. Because we're going to get you all in the same place before we finish here today, okay? You're going to get an understanding. Did you know you can't be delivered? You can't be set free without an understanding? Yeah. Okay. Mark 16, 17, and 18. And this is the King James. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Now you got to catch this. He did not say. And these signs shall follow. Those only who are pastors. No he didn't. Apostles and prophets. Evangelists and teachers. That's not what he said. If you are in this school today. And you are born again. If you're not, we can take care of that too before we leave. As a matter of fact, you want to. But look what he said. And these signs will follow the believers. And these mm. signs will follow them that believe. Yes. Do you believe? Well, look at what he's telling you. In the name of Jesus, he wants you to lay hands on the sick. See, once you, once you've been, uh, made whole, once you've been healed, now you want to help somebody else. 
Mm-hmm. That's what you really want to do. You want to help somebody else. But look at what he said. And these signs, and these signs, and these signs. What signs? Throw the devil out. Cast out the mm-hmm. devil. Throw him out. Did you know your body is the temple of God? And the devil have no business with his filthy hands on you? Mm-mm. Somebody said, well, you know, Satan can't cross the blood. That's not true. Yes, he can. If you don't have understanding mm-hmm. enough to knock him back over there, he does it every day. Somebody mm-hmm. said, well, will you believe in doctors? Absolutely I do. Look, let's tell the truth about it. If it was not for doctors, many Christians would have died a long time ago because they did not know how to use their faith. And many still don't know today. And this is why God raised this healing school up to show you, to to instruct you. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. But in all you get and get knowledge, get wisdom. But in all you get and get what? Get understanding. Mm. You need the knowledge to know what to do, how to do this thing, how to use the name of Jesus, how to release your faith. Mm. Keep yourself stirred up in the word of God. It's building your faith. It's a faith builder. And oh, let me tell you, the word of God keep your immune system strong. I want to say that again. The word of God keeps your immune system strong. Somebody said, what do you mean? Let's find out. Let's look at Matthew chapter 8. Back to Matthew again. In Matthew chapter 8, in verse 14 through 17, let's stay in King James. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. Now, we read, we just read in, in, uh, Mark chapter 16, lay hands on the sick. See, Jesus is demonstrating what he told us to do. He did it first. He laid hands on Peter's mother-in-law. He broke that fever through the laying on of hands. What was he doing? He was releasing that virtue out of him, that power to heal. Do y'all see it? Absolutely. Keep going. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Now, he touched her hand, and that fever left her. 
See, it's true the laying on of hands. Brother Elder, y'all believe in the laying on of hands? Absolutely we do. How far you want me to read? Go to verse 17. Verse 16 says, When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit with his word and healed all that were sick. Verse 17 says, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Do y'all see what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Himself, yeah. he took it. He bore it on our behalf. Because we wasn't able to. Well, look at verse 16, Larry. You know, yeah. it's, like we were, it's like we were talking about uh, earlier about casting out devils. It's the same thing here. They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. Again, we're talking about healing. Yes. But what Jesus knew that if he did not cast those spirits out, healing would not come. That's right. So he cast out, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out those spirits. How did he do it? With his word. Yes. And he and healed all that were sick. See, mm -hmm. now I want to I wanna pay close attention to that. I want you to pay close attention to that. A and B is a conjunction. See? That's right. He cast out spirits with his word and and healed all that were sick. So there were some that were, people thought they were sick, but they were possessed with devils. Those demonic forces were there. You see it? That's and right. then, and then there were others who were sick. Sick. He healed them. He healed the sick, but the possessed, he cast, the, cast out the spirit. You got to realize we need to pay attention to words and understand why do we need to understand it? Because sometimes, some of you, some of us, have been trying to get healed when we really need to be delivered. Now I'm going to say that again. I heard Larry say, Apostle Larry say earlier in our message this morning, that if we are only going after healing, we're immature. And, and by yeah. that, you know, he was really focusing on, sure, what we want is to be completely whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. But if we're only going to go after the healing and not everything that God has provided for us, we'll come away short. We'll leave a lot on the table. You see, so right. healing is the children's bread. But guess what? We want it all. We want to be healed and we want to be delivered. We want to be set free of everything that that Satan has tried to inflict us with and, and what God, what the scriptures is showing us right here, how to do it. Go after the deliverance. Go after the healing. Are you listening to me? That's he good. cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that was sick. See? That it might be fulfilled. See, this was already spoken. 
it had already been spoken by the prophets of old. Himself took our infirmities. See, that's who's himself. That's Jesus. This was spoken before he even came on the scene. This is why we can have faith for healing. Because God sends his word ahead of him. Now you got to listen to this. He always sends his word ahead of the actual deliverance. But what we have to do, what we must do, what our job is, because anytime there's going to be uh, an act of healing or deliverance, the word of God must precede all of these uh, activities. It must. If there is no word, there will be no healing. If there is no word, there will be no deliverance. Do you see it? So he sends the word of healing. He sends the word of deliverance. And he always puts that word in the mouth of the disciples, the prophets, the apostles. The ministers to minister that word. But then he talks about the believer. That's you. You are the believers. Those of you listening to us, you can believe what we're talking about this morning. Why? Because we're showing it to you. We're not preaching. We're not even trying to move fast with this. We're taking our time. We're reading it. We're, 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 we're opening it up. We're dissecting it. We're, we're laying the scriptures open. We're asking you to take notes so you can go back and study it for yourself. Now I want to say this. I want to add this as, as we are passing this way right here. Called us what? He called us believers. Yes. He called you believer. Well, what is a believer? See, we even have to pay attention to that. A believer is someone who's going to say, if, if God said it, I believe it. That settles it. That's a believer. A believer is not someone who hears the word of God and then they say, well, let me go pray about that. I don't know if I can receive that. You're not a believer. No, that's right. You are not a believer. You are a tester. You are a seeker. You are a tester. And when we test God, we are the ones that wind up tested. We are the ones that wind up, uh, must go without. We are the ones that's left. The same way you came to the healing line, you're going to leave that healing line. The same way. We, he said, those who come to me, they must believe. Because nothing moves God but faith. He doesn't want you to be like Thomas. If you come to God like Thomas, I'm going to tell you what, like my father in the gospel used to tell us. He said, when I, I preach to you, I've given you the word of faith. I've given you the word of wisdom. I've given you the word of knowledge. I've given you the word of healing and deliverance. Now the prayer line is here. What's going to happen when I lay my hands on you? And if you say, well, I'm going to go and pray about it. Oh, I think I might be healed. You know what he used to tell us? Go sit down. You're not ready. That's right. Go sit down. You're not a believer. Are you listening to me out there? See, Thomas had, Thomas had that kind of faith. You remember Thomas? You guys are listening to me out there? You remember Thomas? Tom, what did Thomas say? When they came and said that Jesus was risen, he said, well, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. That's what Thomas said. He was a disciple of Jesus. 
but he was not in faith. He said, I have to see it. That's the way of the world, child of God. Are you listening to me out there? The world said, I believe it. Come on, when I see it. Mm-hmm. That's the way of the world. But you got to remember now, you in this world, but you're not of this world. That's right. When you became born again, the Bible says you are now citizens of the kingdom of God. You're in it, but you're not of it. See, we're living in this world, but there is something new going on with us. We now have the spirit of God living on the inside of us. And the way that we live is through the word of God. Not because of on the economy, the system the economy of this world. We live on the word. That's how we make our living. This is how we live. We live off off of the word of God. And so those of us who live off the word must what? Believe the word. So that's what a believer is. A believer says, if I can find it in the scriptures, I'm going to believe it. You see it? So that's what we need to take a look at. Our part, as believers, our job is to say, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. So you, when you read the scripture, you say, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. I receive this by faith. That's what it is. That's what you're saying. And when you do that, what you're doing is you're operating in Mark 11. Can we That's run right. over there from, can we run over there for a minute? Oh, uh, yes. Mark 11. Let's go to Mark 11. In verse 22 and 23. Mark 11. See, this is also the word of God. This is how we, this is how we live. This is what we do. This is who we are. We live off the word. Mark 11:22 says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. See, your faith is in God. When you say my faith is in God, that means your faith is in the word of God. It's in the word. He's not here in bodily form anymore, but his word is here. So he says, have faith in God. You have faith in his word. Look at verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt where? In his heart. See, don't doubt in your heart now. But shall believe, that's that word, that those things which he says shall come to pass, what's going to happen? You'll have what you shall have. That's right. You're going to have it. Yes. And look, look, I want to do verse 24 because that's the main verse. Therefore, I say unto you, watch this now, what things soever you desire, when you pray, I'm going to say that again, when you pray, come on, stay with me, when you pray, when you pray, he he didn't say after you pray, he didn't say next week, he didn't say next month, he didn't say about a year, no, he said, what you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What did he just say? When you are there in your prayer room, on your knees, in the car, driving down the highway, at, the, at your desk, at work, 
wherever, in the mall, wherever you are praying. He said, when you pray, the minute you pray, you should believe mm-hmm. it. Yes. You should believe it. You should come away believing. He didn't say when you see it, like Thomas said, when I see it. No, guess what? Watch this. When you see it, you don't need faith for that because it's already there. That's right. You see, this is how the world makes their mistake. Oh, when I see it, I'll believe it. Well, you don't need faith for that. It's already manifested, right? That's right. So, see, those of us who are of the household of faith, this is how we make our living. This is how we live. We live off off the word of God. So he said, now let me show you how to get this manifested in your life. I want you to believe the minute you pray it. This is why we tell uh, all everyone in the healing school, if you are not ready to walk in faith, don't pray it. That's right. Don't make that faith confession until you have fed and fed and fed and fed on the word of God. Until you've read that word over and over and over and got it embedded in your heart. See, that's why you say don't doubt in your heart. Listen, you can have doubt in your head all day long. And it will not hurt you as long as you don't say it. Did you catch that? You yes. could think that Satan will put negative thoughts in your head all The minute you make a faith confession, He will put that doubt in your head. You just finished praying the word of faith for your healing. Father, thank you. You said, when I pray, believe that I receive it and I shall have it. You said, whatever I desire, when I pray, believe it. Well, I desire well body. And I thank you right now. My body is healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm walking in hell and total victory all the days of my life. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I believe I receive that I'm healed. For Jesus said that Jesus was wounded for my transgressions he was bruised for my guilt and my iniquities and the chastisement of my peace was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him i'm healed i made whole thank you father i think you're right you see you just said all of that in the morning and then before noon before you go to lunch satan is already putting a whole bunch of foolishness in your head oh you see you still you see you still feel that pain you see that pain is still in your stomach you see that pain is still in your head? You see that pain is still in your back? You didn't get healed. You're just talking and you sounding like a parrot. You're just repeating stuff. You're not healed. You're not healed. And you know why he's doing that? What Satan knows is this. If you will not open your mouth and say you are not healed, if you will not open your mouth and confess that you are not healed, See that faith confession you prayed that morning? God will make sure that it shows up. That's I'm right. going to say that again. God will make sure that the faith confession you make, he will do, he will do his part. He will make sure yeah. it shows up. But if That's he can, right. if Satan can get you to open your mouth and say, oh well, I guess I guess I didn't get it. I guess I'm not healed. I guess I'm not worthy. I guess I'm doing something wrong. I guess I... Stop guessing. He didn't tell you you're going to be healed by guess. You're going to be healed by faith. You're going to be healed by believing. And as long as you don't say the wrong words with your mouth, your faith will reward you. Praise God. Because your faith 
I'm telling you, you will have what your faith expects. That's right. And if you expect healing and keep your mouth there, keep your faith there, keep your eyes there. I don't care what Satan's telling you. I don't care what your body is telling you. You're not walking by feelings, child of God. He didn't tell you to walk by feelings. He didn't tell you to walk by what others are telling you. He said, mm-hmm. walk by faith. That's keep your right. eyes on me. Keep your ears on what you, what you have said or what you, that faith confession you made. Keep your eyes there. Keep your eyes focused on those words and watch. Your healing will manifest. That's right. You see it? So you That's have right. to begin to understand. Understanding is key. I just went through all of that, showed you the scriptures, um, walked through them little bit by little bit, pulling out key points in these scriptures so you can have faith for your healing for yourself. This is not going to come overnight. It's, and don't try to write down everything I'm saying. You know, just keep showing up. Keep coming to the healing line, every, conference line, every Saturday morning. Keep getting off of them when you get off the line. Meditate on the scriptures that we share and get them in get those scriptures inside of you in your heart and do not make a faith confession until you are ready until you are fully persuaded you see the bible says abraham come on he was what he was fully persuaded and that's the way you have to become because it's your faith that's going to reward you and if you if your faith is not developed, you will never see your healing. You got to remember every person that Jesus healed in the New Testament. He said, your faith has made you whole. That's right. We, we see Nerd. that with the woman, the woman with the issue of blood and so many others, but mainly with her. Her faith made her whole. Blind Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus. He asked Jesus to heal him, that he would get his sight. Jesus asked him, do you believe I can do this? And Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. You see, child of God, it's according to your faith. It's according to your faith. So what are you working on? You're working on what? Building your faith. That's why you're coming to the prayer conference line every Saturday morning. You're eating on these scriptures. You're putting them in your heart. You're pounding them. You're meditating them. You're reciting them. You're opening them up. You're, come on, what are you doing? You're building your faith. And see, once you get your faith built, Satan knows he's going to have to go next door to the neighbors. He can't mess with you anymore. He's going to have to go down the street, around the corner, across country, somewhere, because he knows His days of harassing you and convincing you to open your mouth and say things that are not in the scriptures, those days are over. That's That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing right now. You're building your faith. You're building your faith. You're building your faith. And when your faith, you are totally convinced, you're going to make that faith confession. And now you're going to see signs following. You see it? 
You've been saying things all along, but your faith wasn't there. You were not in faith. You were saying it because you were told to say it. You were saying it because you just saw it in the scriptures. But you got to mix the word of God, watch this, with faith. You have to mix it with faith. Come on, Apostle. Now, this is so important. And I trust God that you are really paying attention here today. If you have cancer, we are talking to you. If you are a diabetic, we are talking to you. If you have any sickness, any kind of disease at all, we are talking to you. It doesn't matter. It can be a headache. We are talking to you. Why? Psalms 107 and verse 20 says he sent his word. What did he send? He sent his word and delivered mm -hmm. them from their destruction. That destruction means the cancer. The high blood pressure. Oh. Uh, the heart condition. He delivered you from that. He didn't die and rose again to make sure you go back into that again. No. That's not what he's, that's not what he did. Mm -mm. Now listen. Let's speak about that doubt just a little bit more. Can we do that? Yes. Listen. Doubt does not mean that you are not believing. But what it does mean is you are believing a lie. I want to say that again. Doubt does not mean that you are not believing. Doubt means you are believing a lie. You are believing the wrong thing. Jesus said, by his Christ, you were what? You were healed. Healed. Well, wait a minute. If Jesus said you were healed, why let your body tell you something different? Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I'm believing a lie. I'm believing something that is not true. Folks, Jesus said you were healed. Learn to say the same thing that he said. See, the scripture says, the Lord has boldly, the Lord has said, so you and I can boldly say. So we can what? We can boldly say. Are you bold this morning? Mm. Are you getting this word this morning? See, listen. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. We know a specialist who have hmm. never, ever lost a case. His name is Jesus. Amen. What's his name? His name is Jesus. Amen. Now, uh, Dina, you still with us? Press star five on your keypad, Dean. If you're still with us, I want everybody to hear your testimony. Many of you heard Dean's testimony. The Lord healing him 
from cancer not once but twice. Mm -hmm. And here he is back this morning with another new testimony. When you came on this morning, you were very excited like you are now, and you was given a testimony. If you don't mind, would you tell everybody? Well, I've had at least two positive events uh, since uh, joining the group. And which one are you referring to, Larry? Tell them about the cancer first, and then the one you told this morning when you got on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the, the cancer, we're going back to, what, two years? Yeah. Um, let see if I can remember it properly. Uh, I do know that the, I had prostate cancer, and it had migrated or metastasized to my bones, and it ended up in a tumor at the base of my skull. And I do recall when I first became aware of it, uh, of, the, of the tumor behind my, at the base of my skull, I was driving home from the grocery store and I got the worst headache known to man. It was just horrible. So I went home and I prayed some more and um, the, the headache continued uh, for several days. And then as if, as if I was touched by God, my headache just stopped. Praise and I God. went back to the doctor and he uh, ordered a CAT scan of my head. The second one. The first one showed the tumor and the second one it had disappeared. And mm -hmm. he said in his 30 years of practicing as a oncologist he said, this has never happened before. Now you see it, now you don't. Amen. And, and I think I sent you the medical report, uh, and it's just absolutely disappeared. Yes, That's right. But there may be some things I'm leaving out because, you know, I'm not okay. a young man anymore, so you know, to remember these things two years back, uh, it's hard. Uh, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, the second one, which I, I briefly mentioned this morning, uh, I was in the hospital uh, actually three times since the first week of October. I, I went in for a hip replacement, and uh, at that time, at least according to the doctor, or doctors, they both uh, said that I caught pneumonia double pneumonia while in the hospital for my hip replacement and that was a horrible thing I uh, it took it didn't happen instantly I got the infection and I remember saying to my wife I'm not feeling so good and I got the oximeter I think I call it the thing you put on your finger to measure your oxygen in your blood and it measured uh, in the 70s, I think it was 77, and uh, about 10 minutes later, it was 72, and I said, uh, I think we better go to emergency, something's going on. Well, I, I made it to the steps in our garage, 
and I suddenly couldn't walk anymore, and I collapsed onto the railing, but still aware of what was going on, and I said to my wife to call an ambulance, and she did, um, and they were at our home in about three or four minutes. And my oxygen at that time was 42, which is unheard of. Uh, everything was shutting down and I was, I was dying, essentially dying. And, uh, it was a very pleasant feeling, a very euphoric feeling. Uh, but I was totally relaxed and then the, the attendants at the ambulance, uh, uh, put oxygen on my face immediately. I started to come back and, uh, I, I praise the Lord for this because, yes, uh, uh, I was about to join him and, uh, he decided, no, let's be some more time here. He's a good guy. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's the situation. And I got pneumonia again. They thought they had gotten all uh, when I was in the hospital for pneumonia the first time, and they didn't. So, uh, it started again, and, uh, uh, again, I was saved. Uh, uh this last week, I was, it was confirmed that uh, all the, through CAT scan, that all of the, uh, Pneumonia had left me. Uh, it's gone completely. So uh, I'm faithful. Uh, faithful. I'm, I'm just so happy that the, the healing school does work for me. And, Amen. Uh, I don't, I've not missed one uh, session. I apologize for taking so long to get back on, but I'm not so, so good That's okay. with uh, Remember, I told you I'm using my cell phone. Yeah, I didn't know what button. I pushed the wrong button, and everything went crazy. That's but all right. Anyway, I got to, I got back on. Uh, but anyway, it it worked, guys. Listen to Larry and Helen. It does work. And of course, Bob. He he's he's, he's definitely a part of this. Yes, he Amen. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Amen. Thank you so much. Dave, we want to thank you so much. Go ahead, Helen. No, I was just saying thank you for sharing. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, Dave, I, I, I know it's not perfect. The testimony is not perfect, but it's been two years. And I'm no, trying to remember it's good. All the details. It's good. It's good. You did yeah. a great job. Amen. Absolutely. And we appreciate it so much. Well, I appreciate it, too. With me. Amen. Amen. All right. Keep listening. Praise God.